The game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. Welcome to the game here on Ref the District. Today, we are going to be talking about Stoner going to camp. Mm. He didn't bring the bucket hat, and I'm a little disappointed. In him. Yeah, I know. I, I had the shirt. I had the Ref the District shirt, and I thought about wearing the bucket hat, but I was just like, I didn't want to. I didn't want to peacock. You know what I mean? I didn't want to walk around and just say, hey, everybody, <laughs> look at me. I got ref the district all over the place. So I sure, did, I, I would have opted for the bucket hat and left the polo at home. Uh, okay. That, that could have been an option as well, that but I also don't option. have any commander's gear. Like even this shirt, this is football team gear. So mm-hmm. I don't even have any commander's gear yet. So uh, what, I mean, I could have just, what? that's Please. perfect segue into what was there at camp did i mean I, we saw some pictures of it they, they had the store out there you could have purchased yes. some uh, commander's gear what, i could have what was they, the experience they actually, like they actually have okay so this is the first first time this year but i've been to camp the last three years two years ago in richmond last year in ashburn same spot nathan you and i went together last year to camp you would not believe the difference in training camp. There was nowadays. a line stoner. You you were in a line to get in. I was in a long line to get yeah. in. Not yeah. Not, I want to stress because we actually did. There was a minor line last year, but I mean, like there mm. there was like a legit line to. Get oh in. yeah. Oh yeah. This line you can go. Oh yeah. It was a long long line. Now it was kids' day, but it doesn't matter. Uh, the people are still coming to camp, but you walk in. And if you remember last year when you walked in, there was a, a little merch, uh, not a tent, uh, a cart. It was a trailer. Uh, it trailer. was just a single single ten trailer. Yep. Well, now they, they normally have... park this. If you've ever been to FedEx game, they normally park one of those like at Outside. like an entrance somewhere. Yeah. So that way you can just kind of maybe get some gear before heading in and going to like the team store or anything. Yep. Like that. Yep. So now you go in and there's a real team store over there. It's a real it's not a permanent type sure. building but it's a permanent big tent large tile tent. yeah but it's not something that you know it doesn't have like walls and doors but it's it's i mean it does have doors but not it's hard to explain huh it's a permanent tent but it's not a permanent building you know mm-hmm. you don't have drywall and steel and all yeah. that but and it's really nice and it's big so you got that you got the stands you got vip sitting here you got vip stuff over there you would not believe the difference in camp. It's a professional looking training camp. Oh, and we couldn't say that last that. year. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Perfect. So uh, so that was the biggest thing that I noticed right away as soon as you walk in. It's just a completely different feel from last year. But when I was standing in line, you stand in line kind of, uh, there's a, a, a two-lane road. So you, the people are on one side and on the other side is where the vehicles are coming in. Mm -hmm. And these are the players and coaches and all that stuff. Right. So you're watching and you're seeing these just 
incredible cars coming in. Yeah, we had horses. what kind of sports car did we have last year that rolled right on? Oh, by? do you remember? The I do last not year? remember. I remember I mean, it was probably worth more than, <laughs> yeah. you know, than both of us making a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw saw Del Rio come in. I saw Tressway, uh, Montez. Forbes probably had the nicest car of anybody. You know, he had a ooh, that thing is silly. And then not paying attention to that rookie uh, camp where they tell them, <laughs> do not spend your money on stupid right. things. Right, right. And then Chase Young comes in. He's driving a Kia, Nathan. A $25,000 Kia four-door sedan. I was looking as they're driving. I said, is that Chase? That just totally didn't fit. Totally didn't fit at all. I was stunned to see Chase Young I love it. driving a Kia. I absolutely love it. <laughs> My only question is, Chase is a pretty big dude. Right. Like that's that would be my only thing is did he does he fit? Because uh I, I'm six three, six four on a good day, mm. you know, 250 pounds, and I, I can't do sedans, man. I just yeah. cannot do them like folding yep. in half to get in and out of those are a pain. Now they offer a lot of leg room. Sure. So that's, of, that's a thing, but I mean, yep. I, I can't, I just can't make uh, match it. Chase is, <laughs> Chase is a simple man says trout chases the new Kirk cousin says yeah. TJ. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that was a, that was pretty crazy to see that. Um, I, I prefer if we're going to reference old players and this is totally not actually a thing. Alfred Morris. If we're going to talk about a mm. person, you know, that man was still driving around a, a straight up junker. Like Honda Civic or something like that. It was, it was like a, that vehicle was probably <laughs> older than he was. Yeah. Uh, Alfred Morris, just a, just such a great, great young, humble great dude. Guy. Yep. And that's why I said not necessarily Chase Young, but it is good to see him kind of, you know, it's probably his mom's car. Actually, he probably he actually probably got his mom a real car, and then uh, just is driving that around because he does love his mama. He takes good care of uh, of Mama yep. Young. Yep. All right. So I'm going to give you the first part of this is I'm going to give you all of the the duh type stuff that I that I noticed. All right. Like people will be like, duh, we know that, but I'm confirming it because I was there and saw it with my own eyes. I mentioned this earlier. EB is loud. He's, you can hear him. There was probably, my guess was there was probably six to 8,000 people there. I mean, it was packed. Um, it didn't matter. You can hear EB out on the field. You can hear him screaming, yelling, not, not like screaming at people, like getting in their faces, but just calling out situations. Yeah, barking orders and stuff yep. like that. You hear him do, like, he always says this, he said it in his press conference, you know, you hear him a lot of times going, good shit, good shit. Sorry, we didn't have the beef uh, ready. Did not, did that's not, not, have that's not that the worst word. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah. Mike <laughs> might still get us in trouble with some of our sponsors oh, and sorry, our, sponsors. our network, but, you know, we're uh, moving along. Um, Alright, so uh, Emmanuel Forbes, he has toothpicks for legs. I he, couldn't believe how skinny is they look like. skinny on video are they even yeah. skinnier in person oh my god I, I said that's a professional athlete that looked like he had like legs of a 12 year old uh, i couldn't man, believe how skinny 180 pounds you know soaking wet yeah uh, yeah but, but like you know one right uh, yeah he's this scrawny dude and then to add to that 
to the to the uh, Forbes, he he's the real deal. Oh he my god, he good. is yeah. a shutdown corner. The left side, which is what he played most of the time uh, while I was out there, whatever side it is, you can count that as shutdown. Emmanuel Forbes is the real deal. We're gonna now circle back to that later. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god, I I'm in love with Emmanuel Forbes. He he is a baller. Okay, and it's good to see him out there when he had the the groin tweak um, mm-hmm. earlier a few days ago. But he was out there full practice today. Nice. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, so when everybody's coming out, you know, to practice, and they mm-hmm. kind of come right down that that walkway, and um, yeah, duh, the two biggest screams were Chase Young and Terry McLaurin. It wasn't even close. Even <laughs> Sam Howell. He got a little bit of rise out of the people. You yeah. know, when when um, uh, Cheeseman comes out, right? Yeah, he, He's a pretty gregarious kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Okay, a couple people, you know. Oh, yeah, good. yeah. You know, but Sam Howell came out. It kind of rose a little bit. There's a pop. That's what when it's Chase called. Chase Young comes yeah. out, that place goes nuts. It's unbelievable how much he gets. And he comes, you know, and he shakes, hits everybody's hands. They do autographs afterwards, so they're just kind of coming through. And then McLaurin. I mean, the people just absolutely love Terry. Were, was there anyone who avoided the ramp? You know, there because there's two mm. ways to get down to the field. Hmm. Was there anybody that you noticed didn't make it down the alleyway? Because most of them will take the alleyway and, yep. and, and see the fans and then allow the fans to get excited. But there's yep. a few that will sneak down the back way, right, the back way, and just be like, "I just want to get to practice." Let's get. I to didn't practice. notice. I didn't notice because behind me, which is where they would sneak, sneak around. That's where like kids' day was. So there's a gazillion kids back there. So I wasn't like looking. So maybe not that I uh, could tell. Um, it's it's always stunning. You, you need to actually go there and be close to them. To realize again just how big they some of these yeah. dudes are. Cornelius Lucas is a monster. Yeah. I, he's the biggest dude I've ever seen in person. Really? That oh my god. So he this, is huge. this this is where being a large guy, it's almost the opposite for me. I forget how big of a human being I am until I'm around professional <laughs> football players, and yeah. I realize like half of them are smaller than me. And it's it's like <laughs> right, the first right. time I met RG3. Yeah. And it's like some kid walking next to me. And I'm just like, wait, that's RG3. <laughs> that's, that's the quarterback for an NFL yeah. team. Um, yeah. So those were just kind of the, the no does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already know all these things, but I just confirmed, confirmed all them. Uh, but just a couple of things I wanted to point out before we get into specifics or, you know, with what happened today in camp. Um, defensively, this team is going to be, at least in this practice, they're going to be either be running a five-one-five, or they're going to run a four-two-five. Yeah, on defense. Yeah. And the the difference was the five. You know, Mathis, uh, Fedarian Mathis was the fifth defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And let me say this: running with the ones in that situation was Cody Barton at linebacker, not Jamin Davis. Now Jamin Davis would come in to replace him at times. But Cody Barton was the number one guy in the five one five. Mark Bullock, by the way, had an excellent uh, breakdown in his Substack. You're going to want to make sure you check that out if you haven't on, already. The five one five on the five one five. Yep. Uh oh, we're losing Nathan. So let uh, me continue. 
Is he back? Is he back? Am I back? Yes. Great. Yay. Yes, you're back. The 515, the reason why they love that is because they were getting gashed with the 425. And so they went to 525 because you can't do, you can't have a double team with your line when that's five on five, right? Mm -hmm. You got five down defensive linemen. You got right. five uh, offensive linemen, five defensive linemen. You're not going to double team because if you double team one, one of these monsters is getting through. Could you imagine not mm -hmm. double teaming Jonathan Allen right. or Deron Payne yep. or Montez Sweat in a contract year or Chase Young in a contract year? These these are monsters. Yeah, absolutely going to get through. And so that was kind of to help stop that run game uh, that was gashing them at times. So speaking of monsters, uh, OG DMV wants to know how big yeah, are you so again? I, again, I'm I'm six three, six four on a good day when my back isn't uh, compacted, right. and then uh, about two fifty right now. So yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a larger guy. If you ever see me in person, but I always forget how big I am until I see pictures of me next to people, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, oh, like Trev. Trev, I don't think is a small dude either. I think he's like six one. Yeah, maybe six two or something like that, and then I see pictures of me next to him. I'm like, oh, okay, no, I'm definitely a large human being. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I forget about it. I have size fifteen feet. Uh, like, yeah, I'm. If I were a better athlete, I probably would have played, you know, some serious ball somewhere. But I mm. grew up. I'm a. I'm an Air Force brat. Grew up around so didn't really do the sports the thing. Chance. Did the theater thing. Didn't test my athletic skills. But yeah. <laughs> uh, let's uh, get back to kind of the play on the field a little bit because that's kind of where you were going uh, with this. Yeah, but let me finish on the on the defense part on that alignment. Yes. Okay. I want the, yes, the alignment. The 515 and when they went to 425 and they brought they had two linebackers, that was when Jamin came in and replaced Mathis. So and that was all that they were running the whole day defensively. So on 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 the 5. Yep. Cuz you had this the five, you have five defensive backs every time. Yep. yep. Let me guess. Okay. All right. Was it Fuller, Benjamin St. Juice on the outside? And then did was it Cam Curl, Defoe, and was Forbes there? Or was this a Quan Martin, Percy Butler situation you, here? You have the right personnel, mm -hmm. but it was Forbes and Fuller on the outside. St. Okay. Juice was on the inside. All right. And then it was... Uh, Forrest and Curl were the safeties, mm -hmm. and Curl was up most of the time. Yeah, he's he, yeah, he's, he's the, playing. Yeah, as the as the free safety, and that's what that's what the ones were all game. I mean, all practice. And when they swapped out to the twos, then you had the Quan Martins and the and, and the Percy Butlers and things like that, and the David Mayos and on and on. But yeah, so I thought that was really interesting that that was the only two defensive alignments they had was the five one five and the four two five but it was always five dbs now mm -hmm. i'm not saying that's how it's going to be every game but that's what they did all practice long yeah those are those are close to their base defenses that they like to run yep uh, a lot of people point whether or not they're a four three you know they mm -hmm. most teams this the in the nfl right now if you call them a base four three or base three four that's really not accurate at all because they move players around. If you look at like Dallas, who technically runs a, a three, four, but then they have Micah Parsons always up on the line, but he might be on the left side. He might be on the right side. That's mm -hmm. going to be something 
to uh, to take a look at. As you probably hear dogs barking in the background, we're going to talk about Gus Bus. Uh, mistake to keep Fuller on the outside and BSJ in the slot. I'm going to disagree with Gus here, too. and I've talked at length about this before. Gus knows this. Uh, Fuller is not actually good in the slot. A lot of people think that Fuller is a great slot guy. He has not been a slot guy since I think he came back from Kansas City. He's just not been good there. Yeah, Absolutely not. So I like him on the outside. BSJ has good length and good burst, which helps on the inside. Yeah. Yep. I think that's the way it's going to be. He's going to be, BSJ is going to be on the inside. And uh, of defensively, I was super impressed with Forbes. I was also super impressed with BSJ. Man, and, and maybe because Fuller was on the far side, I didn't really get to pay enough attention to him because sure. he was all the way over there. And, you know, I only see Forbes on my side and St. Juice. St. Juice stays healthy. He's a difference maker. Not not difference maker like Pro Bowler, but difference maker is it's really going to help this uh, defense. And then just a couple of things on offense I want to point out. Number one, the third-round draft pick, Ricky Stromberg, is not even sniffing playing time this year. He was not in the ones. He was not in the twos. He was on the dreaded threes. And for a third-round pick, that ain't good. That ain't good at all. So I, I noticed that. And I also noticed your guy, uh, what's his name? George Mason Brooks. What's yeah. his name? Mason Brooks? Yeah. Um, yeah, as much love as he's getting. Now, they weren't in pads, so they weren't doing all these hitting and individual drills. He wasn't getting sniff of first or second team reps. Sure. Either. So let's let's slow our roll on old yeah. George Mason Dixon uh Brooks Reeves, whatever his <laughs> hey, name is. He might still be a district diamond. You never know. Um, yeah, no, I mean he's an undrafted free agent. I never actually expected him uh, fair enough. to um, really crack it, but you would like to see a little bit more from him. And then last thing, I got a shocker for you. Hmm. We always talk about surprise cuts. Who's gonna be the surprise cut? Sure. Here's mine. Sadiq Charles. I think Sadiq Charles is going to get cut. Wow. He's, he's just not durable enough. And when I was watching him, he's just not. He looks like he's out there because somebody told him to. You know what I mean? He just doesn't look like a guy who has fire and who wants to be out there. First of all, I can understand why he has calf issues. Okay, his calves are the size of bowling balls. I've never seen bigger calves in my life. Not like muscle calves, but they look like it's really weird. But anyway, um, I think he's going to be a cut. That's my. Wow. That's going to be my I surprise think cut. Both, both, both the the boldness to say that he's going to be cut, but then to question the man's intensity or his desire to play—that's bold, Stoner. I well, I tend to not like to do that because I I. Okay. We don't get I will. to see them up <laughs> right. close. Right. I see them every day. Yeah. I don't. That's true. But you just kind of get a feel for what's going on out there. And when the ones are out there doing their thing, the ones against the ones in a full practice, again, not pads, but they're still running plays and they're in full speed. And so he's on the sideline. He just, he, he's not interested in what's going on out on the field. He's just kind of on the sideline, sitting, kneeling down, looking around, this or that, you know, while all this is going on out there. Now, he's running with the twos, so when the twos go, he gets up and he heads out there. 
but he just didn't seem interested what was going on. Chris Paul was with the ones the entire day at left guard. I think he's probably going to win that job. And I'm not super excited. I like Chris Paul, but I'm not super excited about him being a, yeah, it's a tall, tall ask there. Ricky Stromberg, not even sniffing time. It's a little, little, uh, drawn, uh, Christian is who Gus is saying. I was thinking, This player did see an extensive time, but it was kind of one of these question mark picks when a when Corey Lichtensteiger mm. was taken. There was a lot of question marks there because it felt like a reach, and then it was. Yeah. But it, at least he played well in the Shanahan system. Here you got a a top one hundred player, which is Stoner will say the first you know first three rounds you got to get impact players. To me, it's the and it kind of goes hand in hand. The top one hundred players taken in a draft should be either starters or seeing 50 per, the field about 50% of the time. 100% you need, agree. You need to see that. So taking a guy and Ricky Stromberg, who we got ourselves all excited about because we finally took an offensive lineman, right. he's not even going to see the field this year. Yeah, and same with your fourth-round pick, too. Yeah, Braden what, Daniels. Braden Daniels. He, he wasn't sniffing first or second-team reps either. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. And everything I've heard about Braden Daniels is not good. Now they think he has potential, but this year don't even think about Braden Daniels yeah. anywhere near the field. Yeah. It year. seems like both the third and fourth round linemen that were picked are developmental guys, which yeah. sometimes you take a gamble on, but man, this team needed somebody they needed a Mahler right away. I think so, so too. Now I have, I have thoughts on Sam Howell. You okay. tell me when you we'll, want we'll, we'll, we'll get to there. Let's get okay. to Code Talker asking, how did Quan right. Martin look? Quan Martin is the real deal as well. Now, he's got some studs in front of him. He just does. He's got, if he wants to be the slot guy, BSJ is a better baller right now. Mm-hmm. If he wants to be a safety, Forrest and uh, and Curl. The There's fact no that room you for Quan stumbled Martin. on your man is... is Which, i.e., or... or we this is the problem we had drafting Quan Martin in the first place in the second round. You he had a looks problem. Good, yeah. He looks good, but there's no place to put him right. It now. was it was a shock to me that they went back to back defensive backs, but when I actually sat down, which was later that day after mm-hmm. the the third round had finished, where I was just like, wait a minute, you really do need to have some depth at that position you can't go into the i mean you mentioned bsj he's great when he's healthy he's missed Mm -hmm. significant time the last two years so why not have a guy like quan martin who can come in and ball out yes of course you would want that but you're doing that instead of getting that mauler offensive lineman that you need as well of course you want a backup defensive back for BSJ who gets hurt all the time, but you're doing that instead of getting a lineman, Mm -hmm. which is going to come back to bite you in the butt. While Quan Martin is sitting over there in the sidelines, twiddling his thumbs, not playing because there are better guys in front of him. This offensive line is getting overrun by the Cowboys uh, defensive front. And you're like, well, maybe instead of Quan Martin, who's standing on the sidelines, maybe we should have gotten, Osiris Torrance. I love to use him because I mm-hmm. think he was picked right after uh, Quan Martin was picked or 
couple picks after whatever it was. So that's that's the whole thing. Yes, Quan Martin's great, great depth, but you sacrificed an offensive, a starting offensive lineman for him, and that's going to be a problem later on in the year. We'll see. Maybe maybe BSJ gets hurt in the first game and. Why, why, why would we do this? <laughs> That's what I do. We tell you, Stoner, not That's to bring up injuries there. Uh, <laughs> Tommy here asking the question, do we think the third, Eagles third round tackle, who is an actual guard at 65, sniffs the field? That's something we're going to have to get with our Believe Network guys and ask them. But I can mm-hmm. tell you the first thing I picked up on uh, on this from the Philly Voice has Cam Jurgens listed as winning the starting right guard. So maybe that was a waste too. You never you never know, but that's but we don't we'll worry about. Talk. What yeah, other we'll, teams we'll, do. we'll talk. We'll have an NFC East roundup and we'll talk with our yeah. our uh, our compadres over there on the uh, Eagles side of the house. Um Gus saying he good with having depth that sits on the bench for secondary and O-line. Yeah, that's uh that's good. Yeah, maybe Stromberg is going to be a mauler, but he ain't being a mauler uh, this, year. this this year, and that's mm-hmm. just not not a good thing. Good, good to hear from uh, and Allison, our resident uh, Philly uh, fan here, does say uh, uh, Cam Jurgens is winning that uh, battle there, uh, not Tyler Steen. Uh, question we had from TJ okay. was yeah, TJ. back to he he responded to our content yesterday did how get the better of the defense with forbes in the lineup because we kind of we've kind of had some good days in a row for sam mm-hmm. Howell on this offense but forbes has been missing some of those 11 11 seven on sevens where he's yeah. added some good time did he get the better of the defense with forbes in there um did howell get the better of him mm-hmm. i guess but Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson got the better of him. He holds his own. But I've always said this, that if you're playing one-on-one, it doesn't matter who the DB is. Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson are going to beat any DB. I don't care if they're – who's who's Sauce Gardner. Yeah. It, he, they're going to beat him, and that's just the way it is. But does the quarterback have the time? Does the quarterback – is able to read that they're open. Does he deliver a pass that's on time and all that stuff that goes into it? But if you just put Terry McLaurin and Sauce Gardner out on the outside and said, Terry, go run a certain route, Terry McLaurin's going to win 90 out of 100 times because it's it's that's just the way bodies work if you don't know where the guy's going. So, yes, Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson are beating Forbes, but he's not being left behind. He's yeah. right there with them. And if Sam Howell can get the ball to those guys, then it doesn't matter. McLaurin and them are going to catch it. Well, so it's uh, kind of it's kind of a you know. Uh, on that note, you mm-hmm. happen to take some video of the stuff here, and uh, here's this one. And for our audio listeners, I'm going to do my best to kind of walk you through it here. But we got Sam Howell at quarterback throwing to Jahan Dotson. This is a third down play, right? I'll yep, play it again. Third, here with that third and two ish. Yeah, so third and two, the, this is connected here. And we were watching this right before with even all the internet issues I was having. Mm-hmm. And it was just fantastic to go through here. So the ball is where it needs to be from Sam Howe. And we were sitting there trying to wonder, how did Jahan Dotson end up 
so open and it's just the play design here that we love so much. Mm -hmm. As you see, Cam curls in the, in the shot here, he is following Cole Turner who is going up the scene. You have Jamin Davis who has to go around those two and he's headed for B Rob. Yep. And even if B Rob were to get the ball, the ball right now, this is going to be a first down. Sure. Easy. Easy. Now, what you see here is Cody Barton is is frozen in the middle of the field. Yeah, he's waiting for anybody to come across. Yep. And zone. Jahan, he's staring right at Jahan Dotson, who is who is looks like he's about to make a beeline mm-hmm. for Cody Barton. Only Jahan Dotson does Jahan Dotson things. Mm-hmm. And he stops on a dime and starts going outside. And you see this player sliding himself on the grass. Who is that player? That is Forbes. That is Emmanuel Forbes here. It is indeed. Who was, you didn't even see him. I'm going to go all the way back to the beginning of this play. There he is, okay? He is easily playing at least seven yards off the the line of scrimmage here, it looks Uh, like. Yep, he's seven yards off, exactly. So he's playing seven yards off the line of scrimmage, and I think he, I'm not sure where he goes here. Okay. Well, he gets caught up in the wash with Cole Turner coming mm-hmm. down the seam with Cam Curl taking him. He gets a little bit caught up in that wash. And that's a great design of the play is that uh, Cole Turner is going to bother him enough to keep him away from Jahan. And then, of course, um, Jamin Davis is going to vacate that area because he's his responsibility is on the running back. Mm-hmm. So Sam Howell reads that and says, okay, if – they're going to leave that open and those guys are going to be covered. Then I know Jahan's going to be open and I can get it to him. Now, if Jamin goes to Jahan and covers him, then Sam knows he's got Brian Robinson coming out the backfield. Mm-hmm. But you're right. And this particular play, Forbes got abused, basically. Yeah. I mean, great play. But Sauce Gardner was, would have been abused. Yeah. I mean, play. it was I'm just sorry. It was just great play design from EB mm-hmm. and good execution. And and Joshua's asking, is this first team defense? Yes. And this yes. Uh, this looks like from this angle, this was the four two five. Correct. That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Because you can see you can see Jamin Davis and Cody Barton on here. You got yep. Cam Curl Defoe's out there and i'm assuming that's fuller you said is on the full side there yeah he's he's out there i don't probably curtis samuel is out there maybe mclaurin i'm not sure yeah but yeah with the play design and the timing and all that other stuff no db is going to be able to cover jahan on that play that's the beauty of having jahan dotson on your team yeah jahan dotson's gonna win mclaurin's gonna win can sam howell get them the ball and in this particular play, it was perfect. Yeah. Short down, and short yardage. It, Love it. If if you play it again, the burst that Jahan has after he catches that ball, I mean, it, it's it's pretty cool to watch the burst that he has right there as yeah. soon as he catches it. He, he even starts. slows up. It looks like he slows up towards the sideline, but this mm-hmm. is definitely something that as soon as he makes that cut, I mean, he's this is this was like I said, third and two, you said? Yeah, it was third real, and two. Third and two, and this see is on the other easily side, a first down. You, yeah. you can see the uh, the markers over So there. they started at the 30. He makes at least 10 yards there before getting tapped out of out of bounds. Great uh, design, great, great execution. Great design. Um, again, they're not in pads, so the linemen are not necessarily hitting and trying to work their way into the backfield and all that. But, uh, but I mean, it was, it was great execution. Loved it. 
Trout here in the chat, uh, not off topic, by the way, as, as Trout's saying, uh, but Trout can't wait to see some of the trick plays in real games. I'm yeah. with you, Trout. In fact, Stoner, you got to see one, and we yep. posted this on our Twitter feed or our X feed as it stands. Uh, could you? We don't have that video loaded here, but could you kind Ooh. of could you go through that one? If if you don't want to load it, could you just walk us through what that one looked like? Um, I could probably load it. It might just take me a second to to find out exactly which one it was because okay. uh, I got a gazillion clips. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can definitely load it if you want to. So, yeah. So I'm going to kind of talk through it. We'll, we'll end up, uh, if he can find it, we'll watch it, but this was beautiful. And this is exactly what trout is looking forward to. What I'm looking forward to is some of those Kansas city plays that mm-hmm. everyone knows. Andy Reed was calling plays because Andy Reed loves to call the plays, but Eric Bienemy was a big part of installing that offense. And he was there and he knows how that offense is ran and he's bringing some of these things to Washington and you had a fake one way, a fake the other way, mm-hmm. and then a dump off screen to Cole Turner in the center. And it just, it, the defense, which we know this to be a pretty darn good defense mm-hmm. had no clue what was going on. Yeah. And it was just a great thing to watch. Mm, so he's he's going to continue looking for those and I, these are the plays uh with the, someone has commented on the the our, our vit sharing of the video oh we're showing the playbook it doesn't matter how many times players see this it's when those are done you can th- that's the thing about the offense that andy reed has is you can know what's coming all the time, but they, they line up. And this is another thing I'm looking forward to stoner with this offense is they can show you the same formation, the same, you know, motion and the same routes three Mm -hmm. times in a row. Mm -hmm. And that ball will go to somebody different every time. So it doesn't matter how many times you see something that offense has a way of moving the ball down the field. And now this is a, we're hoping, this is a Washington offense. You got the the video here for us? Yeah, I'm just going to share my uh, Twitter feed. Or our, oh, yeah, our Twitter that feed. works too. <laughs> I know, I didn't that think of that. Too. I was like, why do I got to look through all these clips? It's right there on our Twitter feed. So Let's let me remove share that the, real quick. the Jahan Dotson one. Um, home tab. Uh, yep, here we go. And share. And share. Yeah, Kevin, imagine us having a successful screen. Cannot wait. Cannot wait to do that. All right, so yeah. So again, this is a... You'll see McLaurin go in motion, and then he'll come back the other direction. They'll fake a screen to McLaurin to the right. Then they'll fake a screen to Rodriguez in the left, and then they'll throw a screen to Howell in the center. Yeah, just real quick, before you hit play here, let's Mm -hmm. look at some of the the personnel here. So we got trips out to the right. Yep. Right? And it looks like 51, so it's Mayo is in the center. This is the number two defense. Okay, so this is up against number two. Yep. Even more reason why they were probably lost. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get this. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Who's the running back right now? So it's there's Rodriguez. Okay. So there's McLaurin. Fake, fake, and then right in the middle. Of the so turn. Rodriguez was the first fake. I no, wish we can the first fake. First fake is McLaurin. Uh, right look at this. Here. Okay. So 
Yeah, McLaurin, it's looking like it's going to be, so McLaurin goes, I'm trying to talk this through for our audio listeners here. Mm-hmm. So McLaurin goes in motion. He was the one closest to the line. He yep. goes in motion. He g- runs in front of Sam Howell, who's in shotgun, and then zips around him. And so now Sam Howell's looking at him with, again, I believe this is Mayo, who's looking like he's about to fall on his backside. Mm-hmm. Uh, line does a good job blocking. It's a fake to McLaurin, and this is okay. This is the slow dump to Rodriguez out here on the left side, who who was lined up to the right of Sam Howe, and he made a beeline down the left side for yep. uh, Sam Howe. And then he dumps it to the middle yep. right there to Cole Turner. Yeah. So we have number who is that? Ninety forty eight. Who's 48 for Washington? Ooh, have Gus Bus look that up for us. Yeah, He's we'll, our we'll resident have to... uh, research and statistician. Um, but yeah, so and then what you like to see about Cole Turner, what Cole Turner did was first of all, he held his block while mm-hmm. all this is going on, and then he releases that D end and allows him to come in. And Sam Howell does a real nice job of like baiting him to come in to open up that screen right in the middle and then, a little sidearm throw yep little sidearm zip right into cole turner boom up the field everyone's blocking where they need to be nice good, and, good gain here yep and that's about five yards before he encounters any defender Stephen Davis uh, is the joke from Gus Bus because that was 48 a long time ago. But no, it is, in fact, Andre Jones Jr., seventh rounder, is absolutely oh, yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, getting fooled on this one. Second team uh, defense. What, and this is kind of going to go back to what I was talking about, Stoner, with the what I like about this particular offense is they're going to run that. Mm. Three times in a game. Mm-hmm. First time it might be to Cole Turner. Next time it's to Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Then Chris Rodriguez gets his chance out of the backfield. Yep. And you just don't, you have to have perfect coverage every time as long as the execution is there. As long as the offensive line holds up. Yes. And Sam Howell makes the correct read and gets the ball to where it's supposed to go on time. So, yes. We've always said it. Those receivers are going to be there. Those plays are going to be there. Can Sam deliver? That's 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 going to be the biggest the question. We do have a video here again of Sam Howe um, that we're going to show. And this was just kind of seven on seven drills here, yep. I believe. A little seven and on seven. Overthrowing the, the wide receiver. But what did you see particular in this that you wanted to, to uh, share with? A couple of things which I we just started killing uh, Stromberg, and I don't know why in these seven on sevens he was the center, but he <laughs> was okay with the ones, the ones on D and the ones or yeah. uh, the twos on D and the ones on O. But it's seven on seven. I mean, who knows who's all in there? But uh, he threw that long pass. It's just so easy for him to throw those passes, and he overthrows. That was um, Curtis Samuel. But old Wild Goose, what the heck is Wild Goose doing down there holding Yeah, Samuel, I'll, I'll, pa- I'll pause it for our, our video, uh, people who are watching the stream right now. So here we go. I mean, the, Wild Goose holding. has 
Curtis Samuel's hand. Remember, Curtis Samuel swapped to four. So if you're yep. not used to seeing that, get used to seeing that. But they, they're holding hands now as this ball is thrown. <laughs> yep. You're not wrong on ease. This ball lands right about the 40. The 38. The 38-yard line. And where yep. is he throwing this? So it looks it's like they're the, lined up about the 15. 10. That's the 10. He's and standing I mean, on he, the 10 right now. He He's launches this from the 5, essentially. Well, the seven. Six, a 6 or 7 and yeah. gets it all the way to the 38. I mean, that's 60, about a... 50 something yeah and and just look at the ease of which he's of he's doing this right yep just yep it's good to see i I have some thoughts on sam howell if you want to hear those now. yeah let's let's uh let's go ahead yeah tj ball ball there should we do the tracker (laughs) let's get to the tracker yeah as uh that's that's your thing we do have one more play but we'll share that uh after because i don't think that one's a sam howell play right Oh, yeah, this is Sam Howell play. This is a really, really nice Sam Howell play. All right, so let's do this before we get to the tracker. How's that? So we got Sam Howell and shotgun. We got the the three out there. Who was that? 83, 87. Who was out here on the right-hand side here? So 87, 83. 87 is uh, Bates. And Deami Brown. 83 is maybe McCown. McGowan or Pringle, right? Yeah, McGowan. No, Pringle's 16. Okay. Uh, so I think that's McGowan. And again, uh, yeah. our guy, uh, Gus Bus, can look that up for us if he wants. So we have Curtis Hodges uh, going again, just straight down the line. Big no, dude. Was Bates. Bates was out there. Sorry. Yep. Let's see here. Yep. So Bates, Bates is going Bates is down. running straight at, and who's our defensive player here? Do you remember who this, this is? Um, no, I do not. I don't. I don't know if I know who the defenders are. And that's Cody Barton in the center. Uh, couldn't tell you that either. Looks like that's Cody Barton. Fifty-seven is what I'm seeing. So okay, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Is this? Is that Deron Payne? No. Is that? Is that Jonathan Allen running out to bump Deami Brown? <laughs> I don't know. Could be. Is, please tell me my eyes are deceiving me. Is that that's not ninety three? Right? No, that's Obata. That looks like that's Obata, doesn't it? Then ninety seven. Okay, I still can't <laughs> excuse that. Yeah, but my goodness, yeah, that's the shades of, of. Yep, but the but the whole thing on this play is if you yeah, watch if you just through, watch yeah. Howell, it's it's basically a perfect execution for Howell. His steps, his footwork is perfect. Boom, bang, boom. Stands tall. Uh, and leans into the throw and throws an absolute strike to Deami Brown, which if you look at it, Deami Brown, the only guy open. So he makes the right read as well. Mm-hmm. If you look at some of the other guys who come across the middle, I don't know, you can't see Bates, but if you look right there in the middle, Cody Barton took the guy coming across the middle. Mm-hmm. He wasn't open. And then I'm not sure who it was on the far side who did an out and up, but by the time he did the up, I think that was Terry McLaurin. It might have been McLaurin. Yeah. But he made a perfect read, great footwork, stepped into it, perfect pass. Far side there. Right to him. Didn't didn't throw it up here where he could get himself hurt. Threw it right in his bread basket. Uh, Fantastic execution. And this this was full speed, but no pads. Yeah, this is one that game time, the Defoe is the uh, defender on this one. Defoe probably lights up a wide receiver in this. 
Mm. Um, I still think that's probably a catch, depending. Um, but you can see Defoe kind of mm. pulled up on yeah, uh, they're not they're not on hit. that one. Yeah, they're not they're not gonna go do that. But I mean, good job there. I, yeah, like you're you probably said. right. And he he hit some. You, there was a there was a call out uh, on the audio false start and number 78 out there. That's Lucas. The that's the biggest dude I've ever seen. Yeah. So um, that's a full step back, right? I, I think it's, I don't think they would have called that. You don't think they would call it. They, no. they, they definitely let that go a they lot. Let that go a lot. Yeah. But I don't know about this one stoner. I mean, this is like one Mississippi step back. Like there's, uh, a, it could I mean, be a false start. Yeah, but. he he is he's back there with Sam Howe. By the time Sam Howe gets the ball, I think yeah. that one's a, probably a, a false start here. Because <laughs> watch right, this, he takes two steps before that ball gets snapped, and I just think that that one probably would be false start. But you clean that up, and that's that's uh, some good uh, stuff there. So, all yeah. right, all right, let's good get stuff. to the Sam Howe tracker. I'm gonna Stoner. We've been making you the big screens oh. for this, so I'm gonna make you the big screen. Uh, and tradition of if you've been keeping track of our our daily commanders update, the board is full. What are you the doing? Full. Yeah, I don't even have any room to put anything. So you're just gonna have to work with me on this. So it's August 9th today, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at the board, you've got three straight green days. Love to see it. Sam Howell has been tracking, uh, stacking good days, tracking and stacking. You were there in person. You got to see him in person. Everybody knows I'm not a believer in Sam Howell. I am hopeful for Sam Howell, but I'm just not a believer in him. Let me just tell you what I saw with Sam Howell today. I saw, excuse me for using a, a term that everybody uses. I saw Sam Howell have absolute total command of this offense. I saw everything that you want to see in a quarterback. He was confident. He was accurate. His footwork was fantastic. He continued to make proper reads. And he had a fantastic day. He was hitting McLaurin. He was hitting Jahan. He was hitting Deami Brown. He was hitting all the playmakers. None of them were having to reach. None of them were having to jump all this stuff. He was throwing it away. He was dumping it off to his DBs. He he looked the part. Let me just couch that just a tiny bit, okay? The bullets, the real bullets are not flying. There were, there were plenty of times where he was probably would have been sacked. Can he do what he's doing out there on the field can he do it when dudes are flying at him and changing up defenses and throwing all kinds of stuff at him? Can he make the reads? Can he uh, understand what his receivers are going to do and make adjustments? I don't know, but I saw a competent, good-looking, not physically, but, you know, out on the field. Sam's a good-looking dude. He's a good-looking good dude. dude. I mean – I will give him not only a green star for today, I will give him a big old smiley face. Let's get it going. That should be a wolf. You should be drawing the wolf. He is, Stoner is howling. I, 
I loved what I saw out there today. I, I don't know if he can do that in a game yet. I mean, we saw what he did against Dallas, but can he do it week after week and when guys are doing so much adjusting to him? We'll see. I loved what I saw today. He was great today. Love, Not good. Love to see. He it. was great today. Love to see it as Trout saying yeah, here man. in the comment section. That is great. That is absolutely outstanding. I Everybody knows I'm a howler. Uh, yeah. You're coming around. I, I might just, be coming around, I, Nathan. I, I might be. Uh, this, we saw Carson Wentz last year mm-hmm. in training camp. We saw him throwing balls in the ground. We throw, saw him overthrowing yeah. guys. This was not a practice in pads. I understand all that. That's why I'm a little bit tempered with it. You're couching it. You're couching it. I'm couching it a little bit. But I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any issues with what he did in in practice today. Today, with my own eyes, no pads out there today. I thought he, I mean, I, I was like, oh, my God, this is the real deal. Mm, let's hope. Let's hope. I'm scared to say that. Because you missed so opportunity here for great content. <laughs> I agree, Gus Bus. Uh, it would be awesome in all of his lack of commander's gear that Stoner would bust out a Howl jersey right now. That I'm going to get a Curl jersey awesome. first. Yes. Second, I'm I'm falling in love really fast with a, a, a kid by the name of Emmanuel Forbes. I actually, Emmanuel Forbes, yeah, oh, you're going to get a 13. Emmanuel Forbes. I might wow. have a 14. I'll have to look in my, my jersey stack. I might have a, a 14 uh, Redskins jersey that I can sport around. Oh, right. Yeah, now, a little so Brad I, Johnson action. Oh, yeah, right. I, now, I was watching um, I was watching Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett was not as accurate. He wasn't, like, terrible, but mm-hmm. he wasn't as accurate. And there's a difference. And, again, this is maybe this is a duh comment because everybody has said it. There is a difference and how the ball comes out of Sam Howell's hands than it does Jacoby Brissett's hands. It's, you can just see it. Jacoby's floats a little bit more than Sam Howell's does. It's That's just the way it is. Not saying Jacoby's bad. It's, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. And I was super impressed with everything I saw from Howell today. I, I don't even – it's weird. Uh, I'm not used to doing that. But And, and there were things like – when there were plays that didn't work, you didn't see like slump shoulders. You didn't see him looking at the ground. You didn't see him thinking. You didn't see him uh, motioning to receivers like, why did you do this or anything? He was, if it was a play that didn't work, he got back in the huddle and ran another play. And usually it was a play that worked. And the enemy talks about that, right? He doesn't carry over and he self corrects and mm. goes on to the next play. I saw that with my own eyes and I was. Super impressed. Let me ask one question, and I'm going to go to kind of a lightning round here for okay. you. One of the big things that even you've pointed out with Eric Bieniemy, like if you watch the quarterback uh, Netflix show, or if mm-hmm. you kind of see some of the stuff from last year, is Patrick Mahomes doesn't actually go up to Eric Bieniemy and get advice, right? He went mm-hmm. up to Andy Reid, and you see him go up with Nagy when when Nagy was uh, there as well. Did Sam Howell ever go to Eric Bieniemy after a play or for advice or like when they're off? Were they standing next to each other when they weren't on the field? No, 
Eric Bieniemy is not this practice. Okay, this could be some sort of practice that they planned it this way. Eric Bieniemy was always away from the offense. Like he would be standing in that play that we saw where on the seven on sevens where he threw the deep one from like six. Bieniemy is like under the goalpost. Mm-hmm. That's how far away he is from what's going on. Getting and he's got his walkie-talkie. He's calling in the plays. He's yeah. taking notes. But they never had like that interaction hmm. where he would go to be. He didn't not, go to not that it doesn't we're, happen, right? Not right, that it right. doesn't happen. It doesn't Just happen. that we didn't see it there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, do some rapid-fire things here. I don't have half of these in my head, so I'm thinking of these on the spot. Yeah. You could just give me a short answer. Got it? Okay. Got All it. right. Is B-Rob still Jag? That's from Tommy. Uh, until he proves otherwise, yes. Best player on the field today? <sighs> that's a that's that's a heck of a question. Um, got rapid fire, sir. If you have I know, one, but get I got in the comment to... section right now for for Stoner, and I'll I'll hit them as uh, as they go here. Man, best player gonna, on the field. You're gonna box me into a corner. You're gonna back mm-hmm. me into a corner. Whatever. Gotta give it. Let's go. Sam Howell. What? Sam Howell is the best player on the field today. I got a full stop. I got a full stop. I was not expecting that answer. Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen, anybody like Chase Young. I heard had a great day. Uh, Chase Young's play today. Um, Chase Young's play today. We saw him. People get really excited. You talked about the pop. We have the video of the young lady who got really, really excited. (laughs) That said, he shook her hand. Today, Mm -hmm. didn't notice him. Wow. He plays, mostly he plays right defensive end. That's on the far side from where I was working. Sure. Biggest question mark for today. Um, For Jamin Davis. Is is he really going to take that next step? Wide receiver, we're going to be talking about Friday. Oh, we're going to be talking about Friday? Uh, Pringle. Pringle's the real deal. Yeah, we love talking about those. Yeah, we love talking about those wide receiver five, six, yep. and, and seven here. I like uh, the style of Pringle. How is the kicker battle? Uh, they were on the separate field, killed. so we and didn't. They didn't come to the to the main side. They didn't have any sort of drills to where they were like a drive stalled. So they ran the special teams out. Didn't see him. Player that you didn't recognize before today but you recognize now <laughs> that's a good one um probably the new punter the backup punter not the new sure. punter the newly signed yeah punter i've already forgotten his name but <laughs> uh but he, he's a good punter i, I liked what i saw of him Tressway did not punt today at all but yeah i think he was just holding he's got that back swordness so we <clears> might not yep. even see him friday biggest name you will see friday during the game with Cleveland Browns biggest name, like biggest mm-hmm. impact or just the biggest impact who, who, who after Friday's game, are we all going to be falling in love with you? You mentioned Pringle mm-hmm. is pretty exciting, but I want just overall, who are we going to be falling heads over heels? Uh, I'm going to say, here's a good one for you. Uh, Curtis Hodges. Ooh, tight I- in five. Maybe something. I, like that. I love myself a good tight end, so we'll have to see that. Uh, last one, Tommy T, and then we're going to get to this Browns preview. I was going to segue that one into the Browns preview, but this is All a right. good one from Tommy here. Uh, any punt catching drills and who was catching them? 
Yes, that's a good question. That was like one of the first things that they did. It was um, Dax Milne, Jahan Dotson, and Casimir Allen. And uh, I think it's going to be Dax Milne's job to lose. Um, but if Casimir Allen, that everybody loves this guy, he's going to have to step up. Yeah. Because he was kind of non-existent throughout all of practice today, other than getting the third shot at returning punts or catching. Not a good place to be, but we don't at least have to cut down to 53 until much later. We've got some exciting news on that front and how we're going to break that down for you here on the channel. But first, we need to break down this Browns preview. So stick with us here in the cool down. 